No, I said, are you ready? Check your iPhone, better say it's our time I don't even need a watch, I don't even see a clock Soon as I walk in, it feel like Welcome, everybody, to the NXT Rundown It is an odd week, so that means that I'm back on NXT <laughs> Start to take Jim- this personal, I feel like every week I'm here, Ginger's not Yeah, it seems start, starting to feel that way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, Ginger is uh, away on assignment but uh, the Slamming other voice—that's right. The other voice of the NXT rundown, Jason, is here. Jason, I, welcome. I am back on the rundown airwaves, you motherfuckers. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a strong beat to step to. But I'm back, and I'm here to talk some motherfucking NXT. There you go. Oh, so um, I made a decision. Um, this week or this past week, actually. Are you quitting? Yes. No. No, not yet. Uh, I decided that I was going to. I, I, my my are you, are struggles. You, are you transitioning? Yeah. No. No. My uh, my struggles with back pain and 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 the the like uh, have been brought up quite a bit on here. But so I decided I wanted to try to do uh, CBD vaping uh, because I have I have done like a, a couple of different things. And, and I have a love hate relationship with CBD where a, a lot of CBD products, whatever they're cut with winds up giving me headaches. Um, so I have to be really selective with things and, and try different, different ways. So I went on a, a, a website. I think it's uh, just CBD store.com or something like that. Some along those lines are just CBD. Okay. And uh, uh, I wound up finding a, a vape pen and a, and a cartridge. And I was like, okay, Got that shipped over to me. It came today, <clears throat> and so I, I right when I got home, I grabbed the, the the pen and I plugged it in so I could fully charge it. Went and took care of getting my kids to bed and stuff like that. And I went back downstairs. Pen was fully charged after two hours, which was great. Go over and grab the other box that's in the package and open it up, and it is a container of CBD oil. It's not a cartridge. Oh. What I purchased was a cartridge. What I got sent was not. <laughs> oh. So, of course, I'm looking. I'm like, I can't do anything. I can't <laughs> because it's it's like it's it's a, a container that you like would put into a refillable cartridge. But I don't have the cartridge, so I can't put it into anything. So I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. I was hoping to try it tonight, but you know what? That's fine. I'll go on the website, and I'll just buy refillable cartridges. They sell the actual, like, uh, vape juice to put into the cartridge. Clearly, they must sell the refillable cartridges. The cartridge wasn't in the pen, right? 
No, 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 no. The pen is just a little thing that you have to screw a cartridge to. Yeah, no, it's enough they left it attached and just didn't catch it. But oh, no, 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 no. Could have been worse. Could have been like, motherfuckers, they sent me the heroin cartridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went back to the website. They don't sell refillable cartridges. They sell the stuff you can put into refillable cartridges, but they don't sell the, the cartridges that you can actually use. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> so... So I will have to uh, to head to one of the the many uh, different uh, facilities for for CBD around the neighborhood here and just go into the store and buy one. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was a little bummed because I was like, well, I was gonna try to do that before recording the episode here because I've been having uh, kind of a kind of a rough pain day. So mm. and then I couldn't. So not happy about that. But you know, once I get the refillable cartridge, I will for sure try the. <laughs> The pictures that I apparently purchased. You should just smoke weed. You know that this is the thing. I do, but only on the weekends. So that that is kind of a, a troublesome thing for me. It's, I can't do it during the week. It's sort of a tradition on WWE Rundown now. So true. <laughs> that is very true. But no, I I, I wait. Um, okay. By the way, it, it was later. Um, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, we should uh, we should let people know. Troy and I are both watching the NFL draft as we're recording this, so we might go yeah. completely off topic at some point and discuss yeah. some NFL draft. So we apologize for that, but you know, we, we, we apologize. We, apologize. We, we ain't getting paid for this shit, so we're going to enjoy ourselves. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, anything uh, that that's happened to you since the last time you were on a show? Oh, my wife talked about my son's baseball of late, so we've been doing that a lot. Um, we've got, uh, he's got a tournament coming up this weekend, which will go both days of the weekend before we get to the other two tournaments, full weekend tournaments that we have coming up. Uh, so yeah, life is busy, but, uh, we ended up, uh, we are one and one in our town ball team so far, which is tough. Cause I got probably one of the best, pit- probably two of the best pitchers in the league on my team, but they're both AAU. So I can't use them all the time. So I have to be careful mm. how I use them. Because uh, I have X amount of pitches available and to be able to pitch AAU for the full games, so I'm working on it. We're we're getting through it, but so far so good. And uh, let's see, anything else has been going on? Uh, it's been pretty quiet. Otherwise, I mean, your life is moving faster than the Jets trading up to number fourteen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, we know they ain't taking a quarterback now, so <laughs> you never know. Open competition. There you go. <laughs> was that yeah? The the Vikings took uh, was they took Bridgewater and no, no, no it was uh, Washington took RG three and Kirk Cousins in the same draft. Yep. Yep. So it's not unheard of. That worked. That worked out really well for them. <laughs> well, I mean, both guys got paid, I guess. Yeah. Well, it worked out for well for them. Yeah. Didn't work out so well for the team, but yeah. Dan Schneider's a racist idiot, so you know. Yeah. Uh, so any uh, any news that we have to talk about? A couple quick things here. Um, first off, MVP, as we all know, has been sort of working through and uh, appearing on TV while dealing with a leg injury. At one point, somebody had tweeted that it was a torn ACL. He basically called him a liar. Uh, anyway, he's still maintaining his role on TV, and I think the Pimp King is a great addition to his character in general. Even when he's healthy, I would keep it as part of his... Uh, his whole look there. Um, 
But he did uh, sort of for the first time in a while speak on the situation, saying to WWE Espanol, which I didn't even know was a thing, uh, as many of you know, my knee has been bothering me for some time now. I injured it a few months ago in the ring, and while it's better, it isn't healed yet. We've been trying to avoid surgery. We're going to try one more procedure, and if it doesn't work, then I might have to get some minor arthroscopic surgery to the knee, but not yet. We're still going to try another treatment first. Now, you hear things like minor arthroscopic surgery, and it sounds like, hey, no big deal. He'll be back at some point soon. And then I think back to when we were told Jason Jordan was having a minor procedure on his neck, and his wife assured us it was nothing major. He'd be back in a couple weeks. And mm-hmm. he's never come back. <clears throat> yeah. So, who knows? But yeah. uh, I, I love MVP in the ring. I love him on the mic, but I love him in the ring, too. So, um, you know. Yeah. Get him back. The good show. thing the good thing is that both of those guys are talented enough um, that, that they are successful even outside the ring. I see Jason Jordan just now getting uh, promoted up to mm-hmm. the position John Laurinaitis was in before, which means Laurinaitis can't cut uh, women's matches shorter now. um and uh and yeah and then you've got mvp who obviously uh can continue to be a great on-screen personality but also is really good backstage too so yeah absolutely yeah uh oh that's interesting we might have to read that story hold on and what else do we got anything good here sorry i found another site i'm just gonna run through see if there's anything there worth addressing uh anyway while i'm doing that there was another story you guys touched on, uh, WWE Rundown, the, the recent issues with, uh, former, uh, NXT head official Drake Wirtz, um, mm-hmm. and some of his, uh, proclivities and his, uh, beliefs, if you will. Um, you talked about the appearance at the Seminole County Board of County Commissioners, um, basically saying mask mandates exist, so, pedophiles can kidnap children um a lot of people have sort of taken up this call a lot of people have asked for drake to be fired um but some people who know him on a personal level have um started to comment started to come out of the word work a little bit and one of those people is current aew performer joey janela uh janela responded to a tweet um uh, someone had written that said, as someone who followed him since CZW, it's sad seeing Drake's story go from uplifting tale about a hardcore dude who cleaned his life up, got booked in PWG, and settled down as a WWE referee to, fuck me, what have you been reading? Uh, Janela responded by saying, when I talked to him on the phone and he tried to tell me the Proud Boys weren't racist, they were proud patriots, and I had my information manipulated by the left media, I was completely done with him, LOL. Yep. Uh, probably one of the funniest phone calls I've ever received of all time, though. But also sad because he was one of my favorites to watch ever and was happy when he was able to turn his life around. Always hit me up to tell me I was doing great and he supported me, but talking to him this time was sad and pathetic. Um, a lot of people, another person who's sort of come out, and if you can go into his timeline and read, he's talked about it a little bit. Uh, former Tucker from WWE recently released uh tweeted um how can you argue with someone who has that level of emotional investment um you know uh, there there are people who believe what they believe and then there are people who live what they believe and uh drake for whatever you think about what he believes certainly seems to be uh <sighs> very invested in that belief <laughs> yeah um 
you know, I I talked with Sal about it, obviously, on, on WWE and on saying, you know, reminding people again that you can't you can't fire somebody for believing in something. You know, they're, they're, the people are protected from that. Um, as long as he's not doing anything illegal, which there is no evidence that he's done anything illegal. Yes, it, it's not great that he is, you know, going on shows and stuff like that in NXT gear and, thing, and things like that. But again, it's it's you, just like you can't you can't fire somebody based on the fact that they, you know, are are a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter or Clinton supporter or anything like that. Like you can't you can't do it for QAnon either. And again, there's a precedent set. We have House of Representative members who are QAnon, so it's kind of difficult for for uh, for people for us to say like, oh, Drake Ward should be fired for that. Well, as long as he's not causing huge issues backstage, well, which I obviously mean, we won't we don't know or we'll never know. So yeah. To clarify that point you made on WWE Rundown, they can in fact fire him for whatever the fuck they want to fire him for. Uh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. fired Mickey James. They fired. They released everyone else. They can make up a reason and release him. It's not like they yeah. can't. Um, but they are hesitant to do so with certain people, as we've talked about ad nauseum here. Velveteen Dream still employed. <clears throat> I fully believe that Velveteen Dream is going to sit until his contract is up. Why? Why so would they would... allow him to do it? Because then they're not firing him for because I, I feel like. One way or the other, they can't win on that. Like, if they fire him, you'll have some people that are happy, and some people will be like, well, they fired him for no reason, and like he he was vindicated like he never got it, you know? Obviously, I'd be happy for him to, for them to get them to fire him, but it's, it's I don't know, to me, it, it just feels like it's such a touchy subject at this point that it's just like, just, just quietly let him fucking go. Like, you know, the don't, problem is like, you're allowing the story to be that you're continuing to harbor and employ and pay this person who's been accused of what he's been accused of so yeah. justin roberts still has a job understandable but <laughs> one doesn't make the other better either i mean oh, no no i'm not saying that but it's 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 the case of you know um sadly there was no charges brought up against him you know and this is a company that continues to employ jerry lawler who also is well known to fucking you know have underage women in his past uh, and so there there is that precedent set that like they don't seem to care you know pat patterson was with the wv almost until the day he died and we know that he had some <laughs> some issues with underage boys you know uh, i wonder who the patriots are picking they waited all of 30 seconds to make their pick from the last pick nice. uh, <laughs> moving on um let's talk about another known piece of shit uh, Alberto El Patron. <laughs> Alberto El Patron was recently on the podcast of other known piece of shit, Hugo Savinovich, um, where he started discussing his issues, his past relationship, I guess, with Paige. And he talked about a confidentiality agreement where he said, for this reason and also for the love from the, for the beginning of Sorry, some of this is translated from Spanish. So, for this reason, and also for the love, for the beginning, for the two parties to protect them, we did it and signed a confidentiality agreement for one million. After signing it, I found out that Paige didn't own a house. She didn't have a car. She didn't have more than $70,000 in the bank. And the one who really had to lose something was me, because thank God, WWE, Impact, AAA, all those companies made me great and gave me to win. 
but that money belongs to my children. It is the future of my children. It is for them to become someone. If the relationship ends, it hits me and my family hits me. And although everyone told me why I didn't say anything, because that's why, because I was tied to that contract, whoever I spoke to was going to come immediately to tail. Um, okay. Uh, then he continues to say that Paige broke the agreement saying, so that's why I say thank you, Paige, because you broke that confidentiality agreement. You freed me to take action if I am attacked again by you or by yours. In that relationship between Paige and me, there was a person who was arrested three times in San Antonio, Las Vegas, and Orlando for domestic violence. It was not me. There is a person who has six or seven police reports for domestic violence in San Antonio. Um, he then was asked why he wasn't going to collect on the uh, NDA. said, I will not say more. I only say this because I have to protect the future of my children. I ask Paige because I have no intention of affecting her life. Thank God you have a job that you continue to support it. You continue to receive your payment month after month. Keep it. I ask you to hopefully leave me in oblivion as I had left you and that you walk, go ahead, and that God bless you, Paige. I am not going to collect money that does not belong to me. Oh, he's the good guy in this. How about it, Troy? (laughs) He's he's the good guy. He's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. First of all, is basis that he believe that he wants us to believe that there's someone who looks identical to him that kept getting arrested for domestic violence? I, I believe he's referring to her. Oh, it's not the way I took it when, when he was saying that there was someone with six domestic violence. No, he's saying she was the one that kept getting arrested. Oh, she was the one. Oh, it's not his fault. He's the good guy in this, right? That's the story. Right. The, all those other arrests af- after he was not with her anymore for domestic violence, that must have been her as well then, right? <laughs> <clears throat> she wasn't the one that got stabbed during some shady deal outside of Mexico. Uh She was not noticeably hooked on drugs, hard drugs, prior to her involvement with him. We've heard not only her family, but multiple WWE sources, including having it play out on on a season of Total Divas, that all these people went to her and said, this fucking guy's no good. This guy has been kicked out of every fucking company he has ever worked for. Sometimes twice. This guy is one of the largest pieces of shit the wrestling industry has ever known. Now, that doesn't make her an angel by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm not going to say she didn't have her part in whatever happened in their relationship, and I don't know the inner workings of it. To continue to go and publicly talk about it, you, you it, on, in one breath you say, I signed an NDA because I didn't want to expose this stuff about my life and, and my family and all this stuff. In the next breath, you're doing it. Yeah. Probably because none of these fucking places have decided to employ you again because you're now a well-known piece of shit. And you're doing something to try to get your name out there and convince the world that you're not the bad guy that everyone knows you to be. Oh, this is also a guy that we know for a fact got fired because he went backstage and beat the shit out of somebody who said something he didn't like. I mean, he beat the shit out of Sin Cara live on TV because he broke his finger. 
There you go. Oh. But, I mean, he'd be the backstage worker. Yeah. Now, granted, the story is that guy said something racist or something that Alberto construed as racist. That's fine. But it's still not how you handle yourself professionally in a place of employment. Hey, it's it's uh, un- completely unrelated to this story. Did you hear that uh, Alberto's trying to relaunch Nation Lucha Libre? Oh, geez. Well, I'm sure that has nothing to do with him trying to paint himself as a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. If you're, uh, if you're in town in McAllen, Texas, on uh, July 31st, you can watch him uh, wrestle Andrade. And uh, yeah, they are uh, they're attempting to get a TV deal. Yeah. Completely, there's there's no correlation between these two stories whatsoever. <sighs> Disappointing on Andrade's part. Just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, just from a uh, from a fans from a, from a base business perspective. That you have all these companies who would pay you for your services, and this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not AEW. It's not New Japan. It's not even Impact. It's this company that currently doesn't exist. Yeah. So that that person that uh, Del Rio uh, sexually assaulted and and said that he was going to take the, her son and drop him in the middle of the road somewhere, and uh, and got kidnapping charges. That was Paige, right? No, no, that wasn't mm. Mm. weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Also, she didn't have more than seventy thousand in the bank. Like that's that's an odd statement to make, isn't it? Like it, mm. normally you hear things like she didn't have more than like seven dollars in the bank, and you're like, oh shit, she was doing bad. But more than seventy thousand in the bank is like, oh, so she had probably like fifty thousand dollars in the bank, and you're like, you poor bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, this just in: Mac Jones is the greatest player to ever play. All right, get off, get off of Patriots Twitter, dude. They're gonna fucking blow. They're gonna gonna deep dick that dude as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it did not take long. Of course not. Yeah. So coincidentally, had 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 uh, Jalen Fields fell yes. to fifteen, he would have been the greatest player in the history of. Well, every every quarterback that plays for the Patriots is the greatest quarterback ever. Like Cam Newton. Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Um, any other news? Any other piece of shit that we got to talk about? No, nothing about Todd Subble? <laughs> no, no, nothing. I think he quit. Good. Fuck him. Well, you know, some people retire because it's time to retire. Some people tell you they walk away because nobody will book them anymore. No, no, no. It's not that nobody will book Todd Sobel. It's that he is just above everybody else. And he just can't bring himself down to work with those people anymore. <laughs> it's the version version he will tell you, yes. All right. It's time to do this thing. NXT from Tuesday, April 27th. I was a little bummed I couldn't be on last week. That was Ginger's call, by the way, for all of you loyal fans. I said, we just have to do it later. He's like, fuck you. I'm not waiting. I'll just do it solo. He's like, look, I've got a lubed up dildo waiting for me. Like, I got to I gotta really? finish this shit. All right? Because that thing. I had, I had all these great jokes written out in my notes, and I never got a chance to I'm use I'm sorry. Them. If you want to recycle them randomly and just see if they work, feel free to. I don't know if I can yeah. store this without <laughs> deleting my Oh, that's one. true. Anyway, yeah. Poppy brings us to the newest episode of NXT. 
This is the um, first time that I heard the Poppy theme. I, I heard that she... That was on my notes, is to ask you what you thought of the new NXT theme. So... I know you're a Poppy guy. I, I am. I like the song. I don't know that it works, though. I don't know that it... Similar to uh, Orange Cassidy using Pixie. Yeah, like, it's a good song, but it just don't feel like it works as a theme song to a wrestling show, you know? Mm. <clears throat> like, yeah, I, guess, I mean, I like the song. It's a really good song, but it doesn't it doesn't really get me jacked for the show. Like, um, this is not our kind. Never really got me jacked for the show either. Like, it was a good song, but I just, mm. but like the the what was the one that they had before that? It's generic. I yeah, think. but at least that one was like okay. It, it, this at least feels like a wrestling theme song, you know? Yeah, like. Um, it's Slipknot. Yeah. Um, like you, you, you turn on Raw and you get uh, "Legendary" by Skillet, and that feels like a like theme song to a show, you know? Wait, no, no, no. Raw is uh, "The Search" by NF. Now it is. Yeah, but before that, the "Legendary" Skillet. Oh. <clears throat> that one always was like, yeah, that feels like it. Like the fucking ACDC song for SmackDown it doesn't fit to me either. Um. Impact has a has a decent theme song for theirs. Um, Tonight is the night. I thought was a good uh, a decent theme song too. Like it, it got you kind of bumped for it, but yeah, you know, just like I said, it's not a bad song. It's actually a really good song. It just doesn't feel like it fits for me. Okay. Dick Joseph welcomes us as Dakota Kai makes her entrance. She is tailed by NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez. Her opponent tonight is Mercedes Martinez. They start with a tie-up before Martinez slaps Kai in the baby oven. Kai then gets a leg scissors, which I wish was an actual scissoring instead, but what you gonna do? Uh, Kai tries to leap over Martinez, but she jumps too soon and comes down twat first onto Martinez's neck, which causes Martinez to face plant her into the mat. Okay, so first off, Martinez with a good cover yes. here on this, because it, 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 it was obvious, but it, she at least covered it into an actual wrestling move. Um, I watched this a couple times because I wanted to try to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. So Dakota, at first, sort of, she, her timing was yeah. off here. Yeah. Um, she 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 like pump faked going up for the leapfrog and then went up. But I also felt like it looked like Mercedes' footwork was off a lot in this match. Okay. Like she hit the ropes in a, in a strange way that made it take longer that I think might have thrown Dakota's timing off. Too. Sure. So I, I don't know whose fault this was, but it was it, it, there were little sloppy pieces on on both parts. Yes. Yeah. It it definitely was worrisome though, because when she hit. And there were a couple spots where I watched Mercedes and thought her footwork looked off. It wasn't just here. I, th- I don't know if she was just having a bad night or what. But it could also just be a clashing of styles too. So they do recover well, because uh, Martinez looked like she was going to turn it into a Mexican surfboard afterwards, but then Dakota got up. Um, but she follows that up with a couple of clotheslines and a spinebuster for two. Kai hits a DDT for two and sends Martinez into the corner, and she hits a running kick for another two. Kai chokes her on the second rope and hits a Uranagi backbreaker for two. Kai then hits a shitty broke kick that completely misses, and follows it up with a running haluva kick that Martinez avoids. Martinez puts Dakota up top and spoons her, and then hits a cliffhanger for two. Kai hits a... Oh, um, yes. hold, hold mm-hmm. on. Um, 
thank God for Wade Barrett identifying it as a cliffhanger because Dick Joseph called it innovative. Yes, yeah. And and when when she hit it, I was like, I'm like, okay, because I thought at first that because the cliffhanger is kind of set up the same way as the Razor's Edge, so I thought it was going to be that joke again. Uh, but then when she hit it like that, I was like, I'm like, oh, that's an AJ Styles move that I remember that he would do all the time. Uh, Kai hits a Huluva kick and Mercedes rolls to the outside. <clears throat> Back from break and Kai kicks Mercedes right in the cunt. Then she, <laughs> then she hits a code breaker, but I'm just going to call this one a cunt breaker because while she hit the code breaker, she drove Mercedes face right into the Kai cavern. Yeah, it was definitely between. <laughs> it was definitely like, eat my pussy. <laughs> Mercedes punches the Kai cavern and they trade blows. Well, I mean, if Tony the Ginger says Tony Storm has the movie calls "Eat My Ass," that's true. So yeah, so if Kai, Kai wants to have the "Eat the Kai Cavern," that's fine. Uh, Speaking of which, can we? Uh, you, you go on like all these websites and they talk about like <laughs> which websites Dakota Kai has this Dakota Kai has this great ass and stuff, like the fan sites and stuff. And I got to tell you, it's pretty flat. It's not a great ass. So I don't know if that. She's she's got I mean she's got a nice ass but yeah it's not like it's not like a Tony Storm pog and it's not it's not like a, a fucking uh, Scarlet ass or anything uh, like that Mandy Rose yeah. or no it's not it's yeah. it's very flat the, the other thing too is her and Candace both have those same high waisted shorts and that those yeah. don't do any favors to their asses either Candace looks fantastic when she wears jeans yes. on this show yeah. that was that was a note I had from last week's show she, she, <laughs> yeah. She she does very well with a good pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but not so much with her wrestling. Game. Yeah, that, for whatever reason, those those like high waisted uh, trunks that both of them wear just don't ever seem to look to to accentuate her their bodies well. And they and they both have great bodies. So yeah, yeah. but I, I'm with you too. Like Kai, I I wouldn't better body Dakota Kai or Karrion Cross. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cross is jacked. We are equal opportunity. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh man, you know the tattoos do. Actually, I didn't realize that Dakota had a tattoo on her forearm. I noticed that during this match. Right. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll probably have to go with Karen Cross. He's 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 built okay. fucking real good. Right, uh, cool. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so Mercedes punches. Uh, well, I guess since we've done that, I guess it's been a while. Troy, right that. Dick! Who, Karen Cross? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me Google him. Uh, let me see here. Well, of course I'm going to see a bunch of images of Scarlet. Let's see. Um, I mean, he pulled Scarlet in, so... This it's true. And he's kept yeah, her. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's kept her. Like, it's a, it's one thing to, to fuck someone one time, because, you, you know, you don't know what's going on there, but... The fact that uh, that she looks very fulfilled, I'm gonna say, he's he's probably he's probably got some lumber on him, but he is white, so I would say most likely, uh, I give him a seven out of ten. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, I mean, I'm white too. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying there are not white dudes with big dicks. I've watched porn. I'm just I'm just saying that like normally if I look at look at certain races I'm gonna go yeah that guy's probably got one that's fucking hit his knees. Uh, Martinez hits a double underhook and um, hangs on to hit another, then hits a deadlift underhook and an armbreaker. 
Kai rolls outside, Mercedes hits Raquel, then goes inside to set up her finisher and gets a big boot from Raquel, causing oh, the DQ. Oh, oh, hold on. Because at one point, um, we got Mercedes grabbed Kai and did the uh, arm ringer drop, and uh, Vic Joseph called that innovative oh offense. Oh my god, that fucking guy. <clears throat> How is he employed? Hey, look, you guys got Jalen Phillips. Um. Not who I wanted, but yeah. who I wanted might be there in the second round. That's so. true. Uh, so, uh, new night, same old shit. Another DQ finish. <laughs> so, uh, all right, do you want to do this and then talk about what happens after, or do we want to roll it all together? Um. Well, I mean, all that happens afterwards is Raquel, who I guess is back to being a heel, starts beating Don Mercedes and screaming Spanish at her. <laughs> And there it is, because it was last week very clearly set up that Dakota, Raquel was being more the, you know, let's, hey, let's play it fair, and anybody who wants a shot can get a shot, and blah, blah, blah. And now this week she's jumping people in the middle of matches and uh, just generally acting like an asshole. So I, I don't really know where we're going here. And Mercedes isn't really likable so who the fuck am i supposed to root for in this situation that was the thing and i i almost feel like i mean dakota kai is definitely somebody who you could you could have raquel beat the shit out of and turn to kai Kai face again Uh, and that could be the storyline going further here but yeah like the problem is is that you've got mercedes who is definitely not a natural face like she is a natural heel i'm look real life she's a fantastic person. <laughs> Never met her, but everything I've heard is that she's great. So I don't want—I don't want to make it sound like that. But she plays a bad. And, and well. you would have—you could tell the story of you know I've spent so many years trying to get here and blah, blah, and tell the journey story and make her sympathetic uh, very easily if you wanted to. Yep. So it, it was weird. Um, I didn't like the fact that it was a, a DQ because I mean. Yeah. We're really going to protect Dakota Kai at this point. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and you and you, especially since we're going to the match anyway. Yeah, we already set up that we're going to the match, so it wasn't like like because of this she's getting a match. No, no, we already knew she was getting a match. (laughs) So unless the idea was for when we turn Dakota on her, we want to make sure Dakota stays strong. But I, I, again, I think too much is wrapped up in like, people can't lose a match and still be strong. Like that. I don't think that makes any sense. In fact, even if you wanted, you could tell a story where, you know, Dakota loses and she's pissed that Raquel didn't help her out. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of plant more seeds. But I, I just, yeah, I hated the DQ here. You too. And, and it also sort of makes Raquel look like an asshole because, you know, she cost Dakota, she cost Dakota a match. Um, in, uh, although, uh, there is always the, the chance that, uh, um, you know, we're setting up for the return of Tegan Knox. Could She's, be. she got hurt. Um, back last year in September. So it's usually, ACLs are usually about six to nine months, so she'd be right about that area there. 
I just saw... It's like her 15th ACL tear, though, so... Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> that makes it where it could either be a really quick recovery and she's back because she's done it before, or it could be, like, two years from now she's back. But I did see that she just got, like, a new hairdo, so I thought, maybe, maybe that's her circuit ready to come back. Dinner time, now with some weird-ass hairdo, is with the team with... Oh, I thought she looked like a smoke show. <laughs> I don't know, that was weird. Uh, she's with team, I don't know. I loved it. She's with Team Crazy Hair Poon Shots. In fact, I watched this and I was like, she is not long for NXT at this point. She's she's sexing it up. She's more interacting with the talent. She's telling jokes. She's developing become persona. Vince has taken her very soon. Well, we got we got a new person, right? And she's going to be cucking Vic Joseph very soon too. Um. We, I think they just hired a new backstage person for NXT, if I remember correctly. Um, who the fuck was that? Wrestlers, um, where is it? Come on. Um, yeah. Well, what the fuck? Yeah, because we just we lost Charlie, right? Charlie's done. Yeah. Um, we got there are a lot of people at this NFL drafting. Uh, Jim, Jimena Sanchez is the co-host of WWE Saturday Night. WWE Saturday Night still exists. Used to be WCW Saturday Night. Is what you're thinking of, I think. Yeah, but it still exists. <laughs> uh, uh, I've never seen it. Um, yeah, Kenzie Mitchell, co-host of the Bump. Oh, Megan Morant is the new person that they they just got. Oh, okay. So yeah, she's blonde too, yep. right? So that easily is somebody yeah. that you could look at. As, uh, other than that, who are the other backstage people? Uh, Shara Schreiber. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> she's with Poon Shots. A Shotzi seems to have let her color fade. Um, so oh, she's got she's got kind of more almost teal hair at this point. Uh, and Embo, Ember Embo, Ember is going with the full Goro haircut. Uh, and in breaking news, Ember is still fucking awful. At Holy points. shit, this sucked. Uh, Shotzi <laughs> says tonight they will have to face the Robert Stone brand. And then Ember says the way have <laughs> lost their way. <laughs> oh my uh, God, bro. And then Shotzi says wobbles. What the fuck did she? Yeah. What was her response to that? That would. I guess that was like her version of Bazinga. Yes. It's weird. But Amber is interrupted by a stagehand who gives her and Shotzi flowers. Frankie Monet then arrives. and Because we have to find a way to fucking shoehorn her into every episode, whether she belongs there or not. You didn't think that this was her doing this? No. You didn't get this later? I took it that that this was Frankie fucking with them, and then later... No, later this was, was Candace. I thought later... The later no, thing this was, was Candace, Candace and Johnny. Okay, I thought the later thing was this Candace. This was Candace and Johnny setting it up because, again, keep in mind, Candace and Indy have a tag title yeah. match next okay. week. So Candace is trying to get Indy pissed at the champions. Gotcha. Okay. I, I didn't get it right away either. I, it didn't draw the line until later in the show, but yeah. Okay. I thought I thought they were two separate instances. I thought that the, that the way was was doing it later to amp or to ape off of this. I didn't. I didn't. No. I didn't think that it, that it, that they did both of them, but that makes sense. I don't think so. Okay, well, Frankie Monet arrives and says, "Oh, someone has a crush on you, girls." 
And she grabs the cards and reads it as, Love, Dexter Loomis. She then fucks off, and Ember says, I'm married, and shoves the flowers at Shotzi. Which is the best fucking thing Ember's ever said on yes. TV television. <laughs> that's true. That was the, I actually laughed at yep. that. Uh, Shotzi then pushes it back on them, and then they fight over who's actually going to take the flowers as we go to break. <laughs> the only way it could have been better is to said, I'm married, and he's a big Nia Jax fan. <laughs> Now, you remember that incident where he was tweeting that Nia Jax was a dumb, yep. shitty worker who almost hurt his wife? Yes, I do. Because yeah. sometimes, uh, and and this happens, uh, Rebby Hardy is another one that does this a lot to you. Sometimes you should just leave the wrestling backstage things to the people actually involved in the things and just keep your mouth shut. Cameron <laughs> Grimes enters a jewelry store. We see somebody is reading something on the couch. So of course I'm like, well, I know where this is going to go. I didn't, I didn't know exactly where it was going to go, but I'm like, clearly we're setting up here something. It, it didn't go where I thought it was going to, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Graham says he's here to buy something special for someone special. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> then he, he bites a gold coin and says, this is chocolate. You're not going to try to sell me chocolate, are you? Uh, <laughs> You're not going to try to sell me a chocolate watch. <laughs> so he is here to buy the most expensive watch in the city. Mind you, this entire conversation is occurring with Cameron Grimes not wearing a shirt and wearing a suit jacket over his bare chest. Well, that's his I know, but it, it took me a minute. I was, just, I was like, God, if this really happened... Like, you would just look and be like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you... <laughs> so the jeweler starts dicking around, and Cameron's like, what are you What are you doing? What are you What are you waiting around for? And we see a to-be-continued thing. Uh, the, the, no, 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 the best part about it was Grimes says, oh, no worries, I got I got nothing but time. I'll tell you whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> and immediately next breath, is, what are you what doing? Are you? I got all day. Yeah. Oh, my God, like... He's not in a storyline right now, but he's probably the mo- one of the most interesting parts of the show today. <laughs> sure, but again, you can't. They've sort of pigeonholed him as like this character that's so comedic mm-hmm. that you can't take him seriously anymore. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and that sucks for him. I get that, but I also know that they can pivot on this, you know. Sure. And and given the right dance partner, these segments can be a lot of fun. You know, we've seen it before. Yeah. You know. That he's been able to work off people as long as it's not Dexter Loomis. He's been able to work off people before. The Dexter. Oh no, I thought he worked great. No, with no, 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 no. He did great. Dexter Loomis didn't do anything in that. <laughs> he carried that. Well, that was thing. what made. Well, but Grimes played yeah. off the fact that Loomis says nothing. Yeah. So. But no, I, I think I think once they once it seems like they were kind of just they're keeping him in our minds, but putting him on the back burner until they can figure something out. But again, we'll we'll get into the conclusion of this, which. When the conclusion came up, I was like, holy shit, that was a long time ago between segments. Uh, back in the ring, and the grizzled young veterans make their entrance. Didn't recognize James Drake at first because he had his hair pulled back. Uh, he says that MSK is in a... Yeah, because he started talking. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> he almost never does. Uh, Drake says... They've been, I think I think they've been uh I'm guessing that somebody in the back said, Listen, if this is really gonna work, you have to start cutting some promos. Yeah. Like we can't just have Gibson do all the talking all the and time. Look. Which I thought was part of their gimmick was actually sort of funny, mm-hmm. but uh clearly they want they have bigger plans for these guys, so 
Um, they wanted to get yeah. Drake starting kind of his own. But I will say that um, Drake sort of set up like like Drake kind of uh, pitched it to Gibson, you know. Yeah, but I thought Drake was pretty yeah. good. Like, I didn't think he was bad at it. It's like, why have you not cut the promos for fucking five yeah, years? Yeah, well, because Gibson is that fucking good at being an asshole. <laughs> uh, but the, As we would find yeah. out in the moment. Uh, Drake says MSK is in a six-man tag match tonight, instead of being in a match to defend their titles against the Grizzled Young Bets. Zach Gibson then calls MSK knobheads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain to our listeners what a knob head uh, is? Well, uh, for for our British fans, of course they know, but uh, for our, our not British fans, a knobhead is a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Gibson says they are the leaders of the tag team division, and then Gibson comes as they as they are the next and most important tag team champions. No, they are soon to be recognized. Yes. Uh, they then get it interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Dick gets excited as Thatcher is back, but I was on the show two weeks ago and Timothy Thatcher was on that show. Yeah, he cut a promo <laughs> with, uh, with, yeah, yeah. This is where Ginger would be ringing the bell if he was what here. What the fuck, dude? Uh, yeah, no, Dick's an idiot. It's like, oh, I'm so excited that Timothy Thatcher's back. He's like, look, he's back. Like, okay, yeah, he's back in the arena. Like, we haven't seen him yeah. in the arena for a couple of weeks, but he's been on the show. The show you host. I guess, now, I, guess, I guess now that they don't have to compete for ratings, they can put Thatcher Wrestling back. Yeah, there you go. Chappa says they're grizzled. They're veterans. And they know a thing or two about being leaders. Chappa says that Toothless Timmy did his research and took some notes. Timmy takes the mic and says, You know, I've watched a lot of your shows, a lot of your matches. And uh, there was an event uh, that took place in NXT UK Cardiff. And there was a chant that was going on that said, Shoes off if you hate Zach Gibson. And then they, he got the entire crowd to chant it. Timmy, or Ciampa took his shoe off, threw it at them, and then Ciampa and Thatcher attacked the Grizzly Young Bats. Who are the faces here? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know it's supposed to be Thatcher and, and Ciampa, but they didn't really act like it. So one of the things, one of the notes I had for uh, last week, this is a little disappointing to me because I thought when we hit TakeOver and we saw Blackheart Ciampa return, I thought we were sort of done with this old man Ciampa. Camera. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be the awakening of Ciampa and the rebirth of the Blackheart, and, and it sort of feels like after that match ended, with a chop, uh, we went right back to this shit. Yeah. So, yeah. also, it was very clear they were trying very hard to bring the whole shoes off thing to the United yeah. States. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised that for for. I do not want to go to an arena once COVID is <laughs> is clear and, and we can all gather again. I do not want to go to an arena with a bunch of wrestling fans taking their shoes off because that arena is gonna smell bad. That I I of course was still doing Spot of NXT when that chant originated, and of course my take on it was, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it was such an oddball thing. Uh, I was a little surprised that that chant hasn't already made its way over for any Zach Gibson matches, but I mean I I think before we get the shoes off for Gibson, we have to start with Dicks out for Scarlet. Yes, I mean that's going to happen one way or the other. 
Uh, dinner time. I don't know which would smell worse, a bunch of wrestling fans taking their shoes off or taking their dicks off. I don't know, off. man. Wrestling fans probably have some dirty dicks. I'm saying. Uh, Troy, rate those dicks! I'm a wrestling fan, so not great. <laughs> if you're taking your dick out at a wrestling show, you probably don't have much dick to take out. I don't know. Edge took his out at this live sex celebration. I mean, but he was performing, and he had a hot naked chick underneath yeah, him. Yeah, he was. Huh. Dinner time is with Dane and Drake Maverick. Drake asks how they got into this match with Imperium, and Dane's like, I do what you did all the time, I asked. Uh, Drake says he thinks Dane is going to turn on him and join Imperium. He's <laughs> seen this show before, and he says, "You're just, I'm going to turn around and you're just going to like, like attack me. I sort of love him poking holes in like the the common um tropes uh, um, was that tropes yes of of turning yeah. on your tag team partner <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it. it's just like i'm gonna stand i'm gonna be going to the corner yeah. and i'm gonna go make the tag and you're gonna jump down yeah <laughs> like, i thought that was good too um i do i do like the storyline though because you do have that sanity you know between dane and wolf you know and, and you've got Dane and Walt Walter too as having a past. And, and for my money, this and I'm I'm saying this now, so Ginger, you can get pissed off at me later. Uh this story ends with Drake turning on Dane and joining Imperium as their mouthpiece. That I could see because Walter sucks and clearly he's not here anymore. He went he went back to NXT UK, so they they do sort of need someone to talk because Alexander Wolf doesn't talk, and there's a reason he doesn't. Nope. <laughs> Yep. And the other two have done decent, but yeah, like, yeah, Drake is somebody that actually can pump them up pretty good. But Dane tells him to have faith and fucks off. Xia Li is in a closet and talks up Tian, Tian Sha <laughs> as Boa pretend. I don't, I, I don't know what her preference is, <laughs> but it's not really appropriate to put it out on the airwaves. I apologize. She talks up Tian Sha as Boa pretends to be Asian Terminator. Uh, Tian Sha then appears and rips a fat bong rip as we go to commercial. So, uh, my my line here is that we got a Tian Sha promo, and much like Mandy and Dana, they lo- it looks great, but they say no. Yes. That's pretty much it. I mean, the the package looked great with the three faces. It looked like Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> or something. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> that would have been greater. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. Uh, She's then... just a dragon born a thousand years ago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Tian Sha Rhapsody. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it looked great, yeah. though. I will say that. The production was really good on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now, if they actually did something, it'd be good. Uh, well, they, they, you know, they beat up fucking the the cum swapping fucking sisters there, whatever the fuck their name was. Weeks ago, uh, we get a Spitfire sisters, Spit, Spitfire fuck. warriors, whatever, Spit and Swallow warriors. Yes. <laughs> hey, at least you know if you're going to be swapping Spit with with uh, Casey Gonzara, you're definitely going to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and the taste of uh, Ricochet's yes, apple. Yes, most likely. We get a talk about Make-A-Wish, which is how Nia Jax still has a job. 
They show. <laughs> well played, sir. They show a Make a Wish kid that actually lived, which I'm sure is confusing for them to deal with. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> uh, no, the the entire night had Make a Wish, uh, their their logo in uh, all over the stage and everything like that. It, it's it, WWE continues to be one of the best at hooking up with Make a Wish. Now their their ties with Susan G. Komen is not great, but their ties with Make a Wish is definitely. There's nothing at a, uh, wrong at all with Make a Wish. That is a, a fantastic organization. So, uh, I, I completely respect that and the fact that that was the big reason why John Cena never turned heel because he's like, if I do that, like I won't be able to help all of these kids that I get to help. You know, like I'm sure Roman Roman Reigns right now is not getting as many requests as as he was before. We get some club music, and uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is back in the lab. Scott says Leon Ruff attacking. That's awesome because I had Swerve Scott for the last. <laughs> so we're on that same well, level. We yeah, know. we're rap fans. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Scott says Leon Ruff attacking him made him think Ruff was a coward, uh, but he's actually proud of him. Um, he challenges him to a Falls Count Anywhere match. Now, my hope is that this match actually takes place on a different show so I don't have to watch it. Like main events. <laughs> Can we have a Falls Count only uh, on main events? I would like to watch Swerve in this kind of match with anyone else. Yes. Uh, I love the Swerve promo. I love the new Swerve character. Um, I just I don't have any interest in Leon Ruff. Talk about somebody who they've overexposed to the point of, like, you rooted for the one two three kid until he became X Pac, but that's a different story. But you rooted for the mm-hmm. guy because he was they, they played the underdog character great with him. Leon Ruff is not an underdog anymore. He's just annoying. Mm-hmm. That is true. So. Yep. Uh, I, I my biggest issue with this, we'll talk about a little bit later. All right. I didn't know we had another thing with them, but okay. Uh, Tony Storm arrives without her rearview camera angle, which makes me sad. Uh, they haven't done that since she turned heel. It's like deny the fans. What I know. And I know. Uh, she is against Jobber Zeta Ramier. Although I do wonder if we'll get that camera shot back once there are fans to pan out Maybe. to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Zeta uh, Ramier, which already... Aqua. Huh? I was, I was Aqua. just saying that. Yeah. Was okay. She's been on the show. Before. Okay. Yeah, but uh, this was the first time with a new name, right? No, she was she used so she used Zeta Ramir last time, but they didn't really. She teamed with uh, Gigi Dolan, okay. but they didn't really. They they flashed the thing on for like a third of a second, okay. uh, but they did call her Zeta Ramir gotcha. in the match. It's it's a little weird because the last name I I feel like it's like did you are you already preemptively getting rid of part of your name because I always think they're going to say Ramirez and it's just Ramir. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, Aqua, yeah, former Booker T school alum. Uh, she's got a, a decent look to her. Um, she is. If she steals Naomi's move, she could call it the Ramirez view. There you go. Tony says Zoe Stark owes her a thank you for making her famous. So apparently she's Undertaker now. She says that Stark will just be a footnote in Tony Storm's legendary career. And the next chapter is destroying Zoe Stark. I almost called it Tony. Uh, which is funny because you've got Tony facing off against Stark. She tells Stark she'll be thinking of her every time she slaps this rookie over here. I will be thinking of Tony every time I slap my dick tonight. Uh, bell rings. 
<laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to be seeing something coming. Uh, bell rings and Storm kicks Zeta down. She hits another big boot and then chucks Zeta all over the ring. Dicks out for Tony. I don't know why I did that to the Hava Nagila. I'm fine with it, though, because it worked. I, th- I was hoping you were going to keep going. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom on that ass. That's right. Yeah. Asala <laughs> was sling dick. Uh, st- Storm with the sliding D. <laughs> and then she hits a backbreaker. I don't care. And that can't be the episode title because we'll get that. Yes, right. it's true. Go ahead. Uh, she pushes Zeta's head uh, over her back for a submission. And then Zeta punches Storm in the uterus, but Zeta fights back. Uh, she walks up to Storm and doesn't seem to remember what she's supposed to do next, which was great. <laughs> Like, oh, you are a rookie. Oh, no. Uh, Storm then hits a release German and then lets her eat ass. She goes for the Storm Zero, but then chucks Zeta away because she's not done with her yet. They go up top, and she sets up a top rope Storm Zero, but Zoe Stark arrives to distract Tony Storm. Zeta knocks Storm down and then hits a shooting star press for the win. That took... That took entirely too long to set yep. up. Tony had to like wiggle around four times on the mat and then wait for Zeta to get herself set. So it was awkward, yep. took way too long, not good. And Tony hasn't won a match in 2021. Ladies, and ladies and gentlemen, we present the female Cassiusono. <laughs> Cassiusono did not have an ass like that. No, he didn't, but. He definitely was the jobber to the stars, which is apparently what Tony Storm is now. Yeah, no, she's the she's not even jobber to the stars. She's jobber to the sorry. Uh, that's what Cassius Ono was too. Every every time someone new came in, it was the first match would be against Cassius Ono so that they could get a win and kind of propel it. Yeah, this is what Tony Storm is now. Is she's the person that they are going to use to put over the Zoe people. Stark has not beaten a single other person she's faced except her one jobber match when she debuted. Yep. Uh, except for Tony yep, Storm. Except for Tony Storm. And now you got Zeta Ramir as who has a win over Tony Storm and nothing else. If this doesn't end with Tony Storm just kicking the shit out of Zoe Stark mm-hmm. and winning the final match, Tony's in trouble. And you know, like I I I thought maybe her losing to Zoe Stark was them going to be then calling her up to the main roster. And that was going to be like her, you know, there wasn't going to be a storyline, but now it's like, now there's a storyline. And, like, I I like Tony Storm. Zoe Stark is too new to me to have an opinion on yet. And having Zeta Ramir win, thanks to the distraction, was like, okay, like, we're going to try now to do the Leon Ruff thing again. Where now Zeta Ramir is, like, the undersized woman who was getting, like, these fucking crazy big wins. Uh yeah. Like we already did that and that didn't work out very well because no one likes Leon Ruff. <laughs> so you wanna you wanna make this chick not get over, that's a good way is to continue to try to put her over better employ better people. This is not gonna work. Yeah, exactly. Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma are upset over Kushida and MSK. Tonight in the main event, Legado will make a statement. My only other note on this is the fact that it's very odd whenever Joaquin Wild talks because he's, the other two have such thick accents and he doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you you expect it because it's like they're you know obviously they they use a lot of the Spanish heritage and like you know the other two talk and you're like okay you're clearly and then Joaquin Wild talks he's just like yo what's up. <laughs> I can't. 
can't think of who Joaquin Wilde reminds me of, but he reminds me of something. Oh, you know who he reminds me of? DJ Z. <laughs> no, obviously that, but yeah, I can't think. There's somebody else he reminds me of. I, there's a little Sammy Guevara there. Sure. Um, but there's somebody he reminds me that he looks like somebody, and I can't think of who it is. It'll come sure. to me. Uh, it, was, it was very, very strange to me that NXT had this six man as the main event and AEW had Darby Allen in the main event. It was like, so we're really not trying this week, huh? Like either show to put on like to put like a big so, name, big names in the main event. More on that later. Yeah. As well. Uh, Bronson Reed is walking to the ring when he sees Johnny and Candice. Darby Allen, Darby Allen is fine for a main event for your weekly TV show. It's not Darby Allen. It's who was on the other side That's, of the ring from Darby yeah. Allen. Uh, all right. Bronson Reed is walking to the ring when he sees Johnny and Candace staring at him. He walks away, and Austin Theory pops out. And he goes, hey, what are you guys doing in the dark? <laughs> Which actually got me laughing a little bit. Fucking Austin Theory, man. Like, I didn't I didn't realize he'd be this good at comedy work, because he didn't seem like he had that much of a personality, but it, it was good. He's just like, I'm getting ready for my match. What are you guys doing? Yeah. He's playing dumb guy yeah. pretty well. Like. It's funny because um, oftentimes you'll see it in in like Hollywood shows and stuff like that. That it's actually like the smartest people that are playing the dumbest characters because they have to be that smart to think about how to make someone really fucking dumb. You know, because that was the thing. Like uh, uh, the kid from Modern Family is like a Mensa member, and his character is a fucking idiot. You know, so and then. Uh, it's probably how Jackson feels. <laughs> Back from break, and I guess Reed gets to hang out in the ring for a couple more minutes because it's dinner time with uh. L.A. Knight. Knight says that he got the W over the mustachioed weirdo, while Indy Hartwell got wet watching L.A. Knight fight. He offers to let Indy give him a beige, and he says there is nothing hotter than an L.A. Knight. This was gross. Yeah, this was a... You're like a 40-year-old man. This was a... Hitting on like a twenty-some-year-old woman. A little rapey. A little rapey. A little, little tone deaf. A little misogynistic. Very little... misogynistic. Uh, yeah, Andy Hartwell yeah. is twenty-four. Maybe not the right tone we want. How old is Elijah? Uh, La Knight. La Knight is thirty-eight. Okay, yeah. So about a forty-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. A little creepy. I'll bet. Um. Yeah. I mean, if that's his character. How old is Loomis? Uh. He is uh, 37, so he's a year younger. <laughs> so never mind. Right, so maybe, maybe Andy just like yeah, maybe. Him. Hey, that's fine. I mean, you know, he he's shooting his shot, I guess. You you got a shot, Troy? Yeah, that's true. I'm only a year younger than than uh, uh, Samuel Shaw, so. Uh, Ever Rise then walks up. Wearing new Ever Rise rule shirts and holding mugs that say Ever Rise Live. Martel calls Knight an idiot, and they ask Mackenzie if she has any questions about their new hit show Ever Rise Live, and Mackenzie's bad at her job and says she has zero questions for them and walks away. Is Ever Rise Live a thing? I have no idea. But if it is, I'm sure you're going to start watching it. Let me look. Uh. It is a thing on 205 Live. Yep. So number two of Ever is Live and already a new time slot. Here's what Martell and she... Okay, so it is a thing. 
I will have to start watching it because yeah, I love Everrise. Um, I I know I know they're fucking they they have a ceiling and they have probably already hit it. I know that they're never going to be taken seriously, but I still like them. They're to me very similar to Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Good workers, but they've been painted as such comedy at this point that you're not going to be able to elevate them to that level. Yep. Even though the work would allow it to, but yeah, for sure. Uh, and they're a really good tag team, and uh, you know NXT has a, a, a decent tag team division, but they're never used. So, yeah. Wade quotes Michael Jackson after Beth says, "If Index is over, she will need some Adele and chocolate." Uh, Indy is sad. Read and theory. Yep. yep. Read and theory tie up, and just like a win over Ju. Yes. <laughs> Pouty Indy was great. Yes, that was fun. Uh, so just like how if you get a win over Jey Uso, you get a title shot, apparently you get a win over Austin Theory, and you get the same thing. Yeah, and, and apparently uh, Wade Barrett decided to quote Billy Jean on his way to the I, ring. I said he quotes Michael Jackson. Yeah, I just want to make it clear, she's not my lover. Yep. She's just a girl. Yeah. But she does think that he is the one. Yeah. But that kid is not my son. Wasn't that Billy Gunn? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wasn't Billy Gunn the one? Oh, he was, yeah. yeah. And he now has two sons. Reed shoulders down theory and he falls outside. Billy Gunn is not my love. I would hope not. He's. Uh, good. Theory tries to shoulder to tackle Reed, but he launches Theory into the rafters. That's a bad idea. Reed slams his ass into Theory's face, and he falls back while his feet catch the ropes. How many people... So we, for years, shit on Naomi for her ass-based offense. How many people on this in this company now do some variation of driving their ass into somebody's face? Asuka, Tony Storm, yeah. Bronson Reed. Um, I feel like we're missing a bunch. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, yeah, obviously, Naomi... Um, I think Lana does it too at this point. Lana does it now, yeah. Uh, Naya has the uh, the one where she does the ass in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's clearly more oh, that that aren't coming to my mind right now, but yeah. So the, Liv Morgan has one, doesn't doesn't Liv Morgan do the stink face now? Oh, she might if she does. Hot. Uh, so this spot was dumb because Austin Theory is hanging on by his toe tips. He does this all the time. I know. Johnny asks the ref if he can help Theory off, and the ref allows it, but then Bronson Reed comes over, the ref tells Johnny he has to get out of the way, and Bronson Reed shoulder-checks Theory off the apron. A dropkick by Theory, and he sends Reed outside, and Gargano and Larray double superkick Reed, and Theory crossbodies Reed on the outside. Theory stops before hitting the ring step, and instead sends Reed into them as we go to break. Back from break, and Theory is in control. Theory misses on an elbow drop, then tries a rolling drop kick, but gets caught and dropped. That elbow drop, by the way, like, he doesn't need to make it that look that good for a miss. Like, him <laughs> leaping into the air like that and, like, spreading flat out for it, like, it looks amazing. But also, I'm like, you don't have to do that on a movie you're missing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, you have to do a move you're going to miss the same way you would do a move you're going to hit. Otherwise, it's not possible. You know what? I, I guess I, I should give him credit on that because, yeah, most of the times you can tell when people are going to miss things because they'll yeah. they'll turn their bodies to make sure it's a flat back yeah. set. So, yeah, good on him. Uh, Reed slaps his man tits into Theory and Shoke slams him. Uh, then he hits a running senton for two. Theory then hits a blockbuster for two. Uh, then a Simone drop by Reed leads to another two count. Theory hits a super kick, then Reed hits a suplex, and they're both down. And then out comes Dexter Loomis. And I know exactly why he's coming out here, because Indy has her ass straight pointed to that entryway. <laughs> so did Candace. She did, yeah. Uh, he comes walking up, and uh, Johnny grabs Candace out of the way. And Indy sees him and starts slowly walking away from him while still making pouty face. So Dexter stalks her around the ring. And, of course, this whole time, I'm like, well, I guess fuck this match. <laughs> yep. Uh, re- er, Dexter. Hey, at least this match got started and got a finish. Can't say that about something that happened. That's later. true. Uh, yeah, more of that in a bit. Um, Dexter gets up on the apron, and Reed sends Austin... Towards Indy, Loomis shoves her aside, but shoves her so hard that she, like, slams into the fucking turnbuckle. And he proceeds to take the hit instead. Uh, Reed then hits Johnny, and then Tsunami splashes Theory for the win. So, at first... Tsunami! Yeah. At first, I was like, what a fucking dick move for him to send fucking Austin Theory into a woman, then I was like, oh, it was a reversal. Okay. <laughs> like, they replayed it, but the, the first thing you saw, you just saw, like, Theory come running at them, and you're like, did he just throw him into... Like, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> um, I... Look, I, I do like the Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell thing. I do not like the fact that the North American title is useless right now. Yeah. It's... And here's the thing. Where do you go with this? Because Johnny's already beaten beaten Reed. Mm-hmm. So if he beats him again, you sort of make Reed a non-factor going forward. Yep. But Reed shouldn't be a non-factor going forward. And I don't, I don't like this story at all. Yeah, I don't. Reed, Reed has no reason to get another match. He lost clean. Yes. Yeah, that is true. I hate when we do that. After a, after a face loses clean, and we saw the same thing with uh, Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott. <laughs> Face lost clean and still comes for another match like he got screwed up. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. And he earned it the exact same way he earned the first one, like beating Austin Theory. You know what NXT needs? Like a top five contender. Oh, shut up. (laughs) So that we can keep track of who should get the next title shot. No. Like a ranking system. No. SmackDown 5. Dinner time is with Kushida and the men smoking Kush. Uh, Lee thanks Kush for helping them when they first got into NXT. And Kushida says, let's show them. Sounds more like men sucking Kush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kushida says, let's show them that we're champions tonight. And tonight it is MS Kushida. They all high five dinner time. Who now has a contact high? A promo for getting a vaccine makes Drake Wirtz cry. Well, Drake Wirtz was the uh, referee for your Austin Theory-Bronson Reed match, which is why no masks were allowed. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
the way are in the halls, and Jenny blames Dexter Loomis for Austin's loss. Instead, Candace says, no, 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 it's not. Oh, because Johnny said to Austin, what happened? I thought you had his number. Oh, yeah. And then Austin goes, I had the wrong number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, I forgot that, yeah. Um, Candace says, no, no, it's Shotzi and Ember who are to blame, because they're trying to steal Indy's man. So they're like... This is when the light went off over my head. Like, uh, okay. Got well, it. and I'm like, I was like, wait, I thought, I thought they didn't want them to be a thing. And it's like, no, they're, they're manipulating Indy to get her fired yeah, up. For the match. Yeah. I, 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 I caught that. But at first I'm like, I was like, wait, wait, now, now all of a sudden it's her man. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, so Indy fucks off and, uh, yeah. So we then see a shot of Finn Balor with his hot wife in Mexico uh, don't blame him. <laughs> Ron Mexico? What? <laughs> Ron Mexico? Who's Ron Mexico? You don't know Ron Mexico? I'm disappointed that you are not familiar with Ron Mexico, sir. Uh, what is Ron Mexico? A pseudonym for former... It's the, it's oh, the name Michael Vick used to give chicks gotcha. when he gave him herpes. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, I, I, I somewhat remember this, yeah. All right. <laughs> NFL would not allow you to make Falcons jerseys that said Mexico on the back when you did the custom jersey. Nice. You know somebody had to have slipped through on that, right? Oh, sure, <laughs> absolutely. People were selling them. You could find yeah. them. I wanted one, but I mean, it's not hard. All you do is you buy a Mexico '77 jersey or something like that, and you just take one number off of it. <laughs> Imperium minus Walter are in the ring, and Dane and Drake arrive. Dane and Eichner start things off. Eichner tries to body slam Dane, but he fights out of it. Dane hits a flying furball, and Eichner tags in Barthel, who jumps on Dane's shoulders. Dane drops him and clotheslines him out of the ring. Drake gets chopped in, and chucks and gets chucked into Bartel. Bartel gets dropped quicked twice, and then gets back body dropped. Maverick runs Bartel, then gets yanked off the top ropes. Yes, sir. Hold on. When the cross body block, when he hit the cross body block, that's called the divide. That's one of Dane's moves. I know. <laughs> and and Vic Joseph called it. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I thought you were making fun of my flying furball joke, but no. Yeah. Oh, feel free yeah, to continue yeah. to make fun of Dick Joseph because he is the shits. Back from break, and uh, Drake continues to get raped. That's a hard sentence to write. <laughs> Bartel gives him a shot to the jaw, then chucks him into Eichner. Maverick crawls to away, but Eichner tags in. They flatten Dane and work on Maverick again. Eichner body slams Drake out of his pants, literally, and Dane dumps Bartel outside, and Maverick ducks out of the way of an elbow. Drake tries to tag in Dane, but Bartel gets... Uh, uh, Bartel drops him off the wrap. Uh, Eichner kicks Drake in the back of the head. Dane runs in and takes out both Imperium members. Then Dane gets kicked by Bartel... And Marcel yells something at Wolf in German. I didn't catch it. Uh, Wolf grabs a chair but can't hit Dane with it. So Bartel yells at Wolf some more, and Drake hits a tope onto Bartel. Dane chucks Drake into Eichner. Dane grabs Bartel, but Wolf stops him, and Dane gets chucked into the steps. Drake goes up top and crossbodies Eichner, who catches him, and they hit a Eurobomb for the win. Okay, so so Eichner catches him, rolls through the cross body, and then shifts him from uh, almost like a world's strongest slam position, throws him up into the power bomb position, mm -hmm. 
to hit the Euro bomb, uh, which last week Vic Joseph referred to as what an uppercut. So that was good. I had the worst time trying to spell Eichner's name the number of times I had to do it. In fact, A I C H N E. Yes, but trying, but I have to type very fast to keep up with notes, and I can already see one of them says Eichner. Uh, also, I was bored as shit during this match. <laughs> I don't care, and I'm sorry, but so, I don't care. I, I, I don't either. There were some entertaining threads through it. For example, when they're walking out to the ring, and Drake refuses to walk. To let Dane get behind mm. him, yeah. <laughs> Playing off what he talked about earlier, um, I like the spot where Drake is crawling to the corner and they pull Dane off. So when Drake goes to make the tag, Dane's gone mm-hmm. again. Playing into his fear from earlier, yeah. so I did like that. But I just have I've I have no interest in Killian Dane or Drake Maverick as a tag team. And I I feel so bad for Imperium because they're such a good team, and they feel this feels so beneath them to be a part of this comedy yeah. storyline, you know? Like, yeah, I I, I get why they're part of it, for obvious connections between them, but yeah, it's like, it's like I'm just watching this, and I'm like, I was like, yeah, this match is fine, but like, I don't care. Um, Pete Dunn is mad that nobody's talking about him. Well, maybe you should do something, and people will. This was the most pointless promo. Oh, it was yeah. like, Oh, you know this champion? I'll beat him. Yeah. And, and that champion over there, I'll beat him too. Yeah. And, and if you got, if you're a champion of like a local bingo hall, guess what? I'll beat you for that. Like, there was no substance here. It was just like, hey, if you got a belt, I'm better than you. I'll beat you for. Well, it. and it's like, okay, so he claims the whole locker room is shook, which is like, dude, you haven't even shown up in the past couple of weeks, like. And then yeah, then like you said, he goes on about titles, and it's like yeah, it's it's fun to say that you could take them. You're not going to, but it's sure fun to say that you could. Yeah. We go to that, and we return to Cameron Grimes picking out a watch. He gets shown a watch, and he says it's not even working. It's not even TikToking. Karen Cross would hate this thing. <laughs> uh, but he says, I think this is the one. And he tells the guy to ring it up, and he'll wear it out. Then, as as obviously we knew what was going to happen, someone comes up behind him, and he says, that's a nice watch, but it's not a million-dollar watch. And it's Ted fucking DiBiase. <laughs> and he laughs in Grimes' face, walks off. Which is why I was so pissed Ginger wasn't here this week, because he was the one looking for a payoff. Mm. He kept saying payday for some reason. Yeah. He was looking for a payoff to the storyline, yeah. and he got it the week ago that he's yeah. here. Grimes goes insane, but yeah, that appears to be the thing, is Grimes has been running around talking about all the money he makes, so you have the million-dollar man being like, yeah, it's not a million dollars, yeah, fuck. <laughs> so, I was not expecting Ted DiBiase. I don't know why... Like, I, I had heard people floating around, like, oh, he works for the company, so it'd be easy to bring in and, and include in the storyline. But I never thought that he that they would. But And and I'm like, I was like, all right, we're going to start a feud here because somebody is clearly in there with him. Nope. <laughs> I still feel like this is going to end with Ted DiBiase Jr. returning. I don't know why you continue to say that. He's like a real estate agent now. He's not a wrestler anymore. So? He probably is not of the size anymore to be a wrestler. How many porn stars to go into real estate and then come back? Okay, that's different, though. It's not that different. 
porn and wrestling are basically the same thing. Okay. You <laughs> you are aware that a year ago, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. was at his home seized by the feds, right? <laughs> Sounds like he needs money. Hello? Yeah. Are you there? I am. Hello? Do you hear me? Hello? Hi. Welcome back. I never went anywhere. You, you said, you said he had his home seized. You said he had his home seized, and I said, sounds like he needs some money. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he could. He definitely could, but I don't know. I just, I just don't see it, but maybe... I've been around before, so. Um, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea are here. And they might they they killed off the Miz in the last Marine movie. They might need someone for that franchise again. <laughs> and he's got experience. That's true. They could resurrect his character. Uh, thankfully, Jesse has ditched the cow pattern this week. Oh God. Uh, Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart arrive via tank. And as they walk over, we see two guys are there to give them flowers and chocolates. Candace and Indy attack poon shots and then proceed to waste delicious looking cupcakes, which is a travesty. Seriously. Indy cracks a fucking flower vase over Shotzi's head. <laughs> and then Robert Stone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's sugar glass and everything like that, but it still was a cool look. Uh, Robert Stone tries to get the ref to count out poon shots. And then they celebrate like they won the titles, but as you know, you can't win the titles on a count-out. But instead of finishing... God damn it, there goes the guy I wanted. Son of a bitch. Alright, go ahead. Flipping through Tinder again? Uh, No, NFL draft. Najee Harris? Uh, No, Travis Etienne. Um, So instead of, oh, I don't know, finishing the current storyline, we just ripcord out and head over to Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) Did we run out of time? Is that what was going on there? Yeah, I don't know. Because it was like they started to explain, and then they're just like, now here's Adam Cole. Yeah, probably probably we're running on time. Uh, so Cole is on the phone, and uh, we see... The main event didn't have a lot of time, so I think it was like 14 minutes total for the main event, including entrances. So yeah. uh, Cole is sitting poolside with a Sal lookalike. And uh, he says that he is waiting on Cole. A rash. <laughs> uh, they flash this guy's name quickly. It's a rash something or other. I didn't get the last name, but a rash asks how Cole's recovery is going. Cole says he's even even injured. He's better than the entire roster. A rash then asks him if Cole thinks that his name sounds funny. And Cole says people like to call everyone the next big thing, but that happens all the time. And Cole says Kyle is unsure if he's ready for the main event, and he should be, because as long as Cole is in NXT, Kyle is never taking his spot. Cole says the NXT title picture has always been the best, and he says Karrion hasn't had to deal with him yet. Cole is in a dick to Sal Jr., and we see Kyle is watching on TV, but he's actually watching TV like a normal person. This, uh, this has to be leading to a loser leaves NXT match, right? I don't know, man. Which that worries me because I don't I don't want Adam Cole on Raw or SmackDown. 
I feel like we're going to get like an Adam Cole for Daniel Bryan swap. That would be fun. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. By the way, when you guys were throwing out uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan NXT Dream matches, nobody brought up Kushida. Dude, we said there was way too many for of us to even fucking mention all of them because yeah, there's so many good people down there. Yeah. Uh, we then get a commercial for Diamond Mine, uh, which is made to look like a UFC commercial, which I thought they actually did really good. Uh, I did notice Ivy Nile is one of the people, so I guess this is a new faction coming. Uh, Ivy Nile is a former MMA there chick. Are people on Twitter going absolutely fucking buck nutty thinking this was um, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like it's she's she did the she does the diamond thing. Okay, she's like the the diamond. It's on all her gear and yeah. everything. So, but she's... people thought that was a sign for her. But this is like a UFC yeah. type gimmick. It looks like this is Ivy Nile's gimmick because she was a UFC. Ch- well, she wasn't a UFC fighter, but she was an MMA fighter. Like it's or 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 NXT Underground. Yeah, I saw that too. But um, <laughs> you have yeah, like. Um, she was in the commercial. That was her. So I was like, okay, well, that's clearly, you know, what what that is. Um, but also, don't they have somebody else that was an MMA guy that they just signed over there? Kind of trying to remember. There was some. Uh, there was some MMA guy that um, that they just signed to the to the performance center. So yeah, it's it's like this. I don't know if it's going to be a uh, uh, men and women kind of gimmick to get some people over, or if it is just going to be Ivy Nile and that's it. But yeah, so we'll see. Next week, Poon Shots versus The Way in a street fight. Swerve versus Rough in a Falls Code Anywhere match. They're really low enough. There's my problem. What's that? On the same episode, you're going to have a Falls Count Anywhere match and a street fight. Yep. You're basically having the same match twice on the show. For sure. Except for the fact... Not that, a good look. Yeah. You've got to break those fucking matches up. Well, and the, the stupid thing is, too, is that the, the Falls Count Anywhere match is technically a notice qualification match, because, like you said, it is the same thing. But they don't let them use weapons in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Whereas a street fight, they'll let them use weapons, even even though the rules for both matches are identical. <laughs> in a Falls Count Anywhere match, they use weapons. Yeah, not as much. But yeah. false coming anywhere match we just had with EO and uh, who was it? No, it was, was it Raquel and Rhea? Sorry, non uh, non main event false coming anywhere matches do not have a lot of weapons and stuff like that. The, the when it's like mid card guys doing these sort of matches, they they're typically just like they'll do some moves to the fucking concrete outside or whatever. We'll see. Yeah, I just, I don't I do not like these two being on the same show the same week. I don't like. Fucking Leon Ruff being in a match That's anywhere. That's a point, too. Uh, but man, dude, they are really loading up that card to complete with blood and, blood and guts. Oh, wait. Never mind. Uh, Legato del Fantasma are in the ring already, which thanks for the jobber entrance. When MSK arrive, uh, some fat prick is giving them a thumbs down because he's a smart narc. Kushida. You really take it personal I when do. people dislike <laughs> MSK. You really do. It's just a gimmick at this point. <laughs> 
I, I mean, here's the problem is that now that it's been pointed out on the internet, then booing them becomes the cool thing. This is what happened to Roman Reigns. That's that's exactly that's been my issue with it was like i said that that whole thing where it was a small group of people who kept doing it it was like okay like you're clearly trying to make it a thing just because you're like you're smart fans like we're not gonna we're not gonna cheer the baby faces and they did it all night too it wasn't just msk they did it all night where they were booing all the baby faces like you guys are fucking pricks like it it didn't seem like those people were here this time so i wonder if they're like well i feel like they pumped they intentionally pumped in the cheers yeah Probably to to override that shit. Thankfully, they yeah, did. They did it take, very sweet. Yeah, they took that mic away from that fucking fat idiot that was screaming last week, last time I was on. Yeah. Wild and Kushida start. Wild dances over Kushida. Wade explained who this who he was mocking with the dance. I didn't fucking catch it. Uh, and then Carter takes in. Carter. Hits it was the. Poppy Chulo dance or something. Yeah, like I didn't know what the fuck that was, so I just went on calling it. I don't either. Papacito. Papacito, okay. Uh, is that like a what uh, um, Mexican Chris Hansen? I know there's a, I know there's a song that it was a good, was a good joke you just fucking stepped over. Uh, you were asking what it was. I was Yeah, then I had a joke. And then you I didn't know you'd have a joke. Maybe you should have a fucking sign that says shut the fuck up, I got a joke coming. Alright, I'll start I'll start doing that from now on. Let me write that down. Jesus Christ. Carter with a centon, then Lee takes in and centons as well. Mendoza takes in and they double flapjack him. Wild takes back in and he gets kicked outside by Lee. Carter takes in and hits a double stop and Carter dropkicks Escobar. Ushida takes in and hits an assisted facial dropkick as they have all three Legato members outside the ring before the break. Uh, is there a name for that move? Because the uh, Motor City Machine Guns do that a lot. Which obviously, the, where the one guy grabs their face and pulls it back, and the other guy drop kicks them in the face while they're on the ground. So it's oh, um, I don't remember what the name for it was. Yeah, Kushida and Shelly do it, and Shelly and and Saban do it too. Yeah. Uh, back from break, and Escobar has Carter in an armbar. Mendoza takes back in and works over Carter. They announce Finn Balor returns from his beef injection vacation. Next. <laughs> Carter rolls. By the way, I don't think any of us on this network ever uh, ever put in the news that uh, Ronda Rousey was pregnant. We didn't. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe we didn't. I think it was one of those that came in between shows, and we never thought to mention it. So. Well, we know Travis came in between her, so. <laughs> <laughs> Carter rolls up Mendoza for two. Oh, uh, by the way, yeah, congrats to Ronda. That's really cool because she's been working on that for about two years. And too bad for that kid that he's going to have that piece of shit for a dad, but whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean. <sighs> but he, he, that kid is going to have Ronda Rousey for a mom, so that's true too. Carter rolls up Mendoza for two before he gets. That kid is going to love Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Mendoza stops the way on Carter and tags in Wild. Joaquin hits a suplex for two. Escobar tags in and stomps away on Carter, and we find out that Mercedes Martinez versus Raquel Gonzalez will be in two weeks. Escobar slaps Carter and Carter flips away from him and tags in Kushida. Mendoza tags in and Kushida takes all three Legato members out. Kush hits a shoulder separator on Santos and then tags in Lee. Who tags in Carter? And they hit the hot fire flame on Mendoza, or, but Mendoza breaks it up. Which, this time it's Wade referring to it as unique innovative offense. I, I can't, so it's clear at this point that you do not want to call it the hot fire flame. 
Which I don't really understand, because that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, what it's even from. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking on Urban Dictionary just to see if there's something. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. So it's weird. I, I, yeah, I don't get why they would have a problem with that. Because, like, yeah, like you said, it's not, it's not inherently, like, a weed thing. You know, it's just a hot fire flame. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Kushida holds the ropes so MSK can hit Topaz on Mendoza and Wild. Escobar then grabs Kushida and... So according to Urban Dictionary, Hot Fire Flame is something delicious or satisfying (laughs) when something is convenient or pleasant. Yeah, right. See, that's what I just read that too, and I'm like, that's nothing, so I don't get it. This is a company, by the way, that tried to fucking... Uh, name their uh, faction the Sorority Sisters, even though a porno existed of it, but they can't call it Hot Fire Flame for some reason. No, it's the Submission Sorority. That's what it was. First That's time. what it was. Yep, <laughs> Submission Sorority. It's also it's also the same company that allowed John Cena to make a masturbation reference of his moves in every single match. Yes. What else is there? There's been other times too. I mean, it's the same company that allowed slap nuts. I mean, the said. money shot, obviously, from Valve. The money shot, slap nuts, um, roll of fatty for this pimp daddy. Uh, slap nuts was more a WCW thing, but yeah. Two tears in a bucket. Uh, yeah. They also just allowed... Not a, Jump aboard the hoe train. Yeah, a couple, a couple months. Ago. I feel like you almost got to disqualify Attitude Era stuff, though. Yeah, but a couple months ago, they allowed um, uh, Danny Birch to... Use Cockney slam and slang and call to people cunts. So, <laughs> oh, that was months ago. Yeah, no one was watching then. Uh, so Escobar power bombs Kushida through the announce table. As Men- I'm take on the septics. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yep. Uh, and Mendoza takes out Carter with the steps. Lee kicks wild uh, and then hits a backflip into a wild drop kick in midair. Oh, into wild. Sorry. Lee does a backflip, and Wild drop kicks him out of the air. There we go. Wild hits a corner clothesline and takes an Escobar. Escobar hits a clothesline and takes in Mendoza. Mendoza then hits a clothesline, and Escobar takes in and hits corner knees. This is essentially corner spots like the unicorn stomp that uh, New Day used to do. Yeah. Just like, hit a, sp- hit a kick, tag, hit a kick, tag. Yep. It's sort of the same thing, except splashes in the corner. Yep, exactly. Uh, Mendoza with a blind tag, and Santos suplexes... Uh, Lee, uh, then they hit an assisted splash, but Lee kicks out. Mendoza gets back. It was, assisted, it was like uh, it was like a slingshot, hip toss slingshot splash. Yeah, I love that when they do that. It's a pretty cool move. Yeah, Mendoza back in, and Lee sends Mendoza into Carter. He then sends Mendoza outside, and Santos misses a frog splash. Lee gives out some kicks to everyone as Carter gets back up onto the corner. Carter, I did not love. Wesley taking on taking out Legato three on one. Okay. Not a fan of that. Sure. Carter gets a tag and he kicks Wild and Santos, but Mendoza kicks him. Kushida rolls back inside and Santos hits the Phantom Driver on him. And then Legato hit a double team move on Carter for the win. It's a finished sort of side rush and leg sweep kick combination. Mm-hmm. Combination I didn't know if it had a name or not because our announcers don't ever call names uh, moves by names. This is true. This is very, very true. Um, 
So a couple things here. Uh, first off, MSK's first loss in NXT. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, I absolutely fucking detest six man tags as the main event of your show. Yep. Not because they're not good sometimes, not because they can't progress something, but you know there's no real stakes attached to this match. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I, I understand you can't and don't want to have a title match as your main event every single week. I get that. But you can have a match that's just a fire one-on-one match that has two guys competing for a title shot or moving up the rankings or settling a personal beef or something like that. This just was, oh, here's a match that doesn't mean anything in my main event spot. Okay, cool. I mean, there'll be some cool moves, but, you know. Yep. End of the day, I'm coming out of it the same way I went into it, and so are they. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, I'm happy that Legato got the win because uh, the, the, the three man faction that is a faction has been a faction for a long time should never lose to random guys teamed up. Mm. Um, and, and, I, mean, I mean, realistically, it's not any different. That faction, they don't have trios titles, so that faction is one singles guy and a tag team. Right. And that's essentially what they were facing off with. So Yeah, but also, I mean, uh, you could almost say that Kushida cost MSK the match because he got back in the ring, you know? So I don't know if that's a story that they're going to tell or if that was just what they decided they were going to do for the finish. I doubt it because they made it a point to go to that closing spot of all three yeah. members of Legato holding the titles up in the air. So, yeah. so Which I liked. The visual was great. I hope they actually made I wouldn't mind if they made those moves, but, you know. But we also talked about the fact that we thought that Santos dropped the title because he was moving up and... Yeah, said he'd be going right back to what he was doing before. So then, then it's just because well, there has to be a spot available for him to move up. To yeah, that's true. Yeah, right now both of the singles championships are held by heels. So yeah, well, that hasn't stopped him before with the fact that we have two heel women going against each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but and that's it. And then we go off the air after that. That was it. Yeah. It was a solidly mediocre episode of NXT this week. Yep. So if you have a a few minutes of time, Jason, uh, is there a match you would go back and watch on this one? Um, There's nothing great this week. There was certainly nothing that jumped out at me. I thought, you know... If you're looking for in-ring action, I guess Bronson Reed and Austin Theory was pretty good. Unfortunately, it turned into a bit of a cluster at the end. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Drake and Dane tag match. Nope. So I guess you'd probably go for in-ring. You'd probably go for the main event. But like I said, just nothing. The the work was good. There was just nothing attached to it. It was another show where every match wasn't clean. There was interference in the first one. There was interference in the in the tag match. There was interference in the in the Bronson Reed match. This one you had they're putting a guy through a table, like every and then we had one match that didn't even happen. So it, again, it was like why nobody just like went out there and performed in a match and and won and was done. You know, it was it was a lot of 
dusty finishes or we got to keep this guy a little strong by, you know, like, oh, he, he got fucked over by because this guy interfered kind of thing. So if I had a few minutes to watch something on the show, I wouldn't. I'd go watch, I'd go watch a takeover <laughs> match or something like that because there really wasn't anything that like I said I love MSK but this uh, yeah the ending of the, the the most of this match was really good it was just that the ending just kind of petered out and yeah. and yeah like I get that um, having Wesley get like a like the fact that he like just can't go down over that but don't have Escobar be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if he's fighting off Wild and Mendoza, and Escobar's like on the outside fucking around with Kushida or like that, then it makes a little more sense. But yeah, the fact that it was three guys on one, it's like no, like you're you're just a tag team guy, you know? Right. <laughs> like, and yeah. and that's not really gonna help people like these guys because they there there's already that feeling out there of like they're getting pushed too quickly. Right. So, Although at the time it felt like we were going to go to GYV as their number of first real challengers, it seems like it's going to be Legato. Yep. And instead, GYV gets to fight against two singles guys thrown together. But they're old men, so there's that. It's the it's the grizzled young vets against the grizzled old vets. Get it? Oh, Petra will make that reference on TV. You know they will. Chomp has him draped across the top rope. An innovative offense. Yep. Oh, he reverses that innovative offense into some innovative offense. And watch out, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the innovative offense for the victory. Yep. So my my Packers are on the clock, so I'm sure they're either going to take a kicker or trade out of the first round. So I think it's probably a good time to uh, go ahead and call this one a show. Maybe they'll just trade out of Rodgers. That's always a possibility. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me on NXT. I'll, I'm sure I'll... Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know about you, but speaking to our fans, we will NXT next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.